0: Welcome back to another in our episodes Inside Calhoun County. I'm Richard Pyatt. This is the official podcast of Calhoun County Government in Calhoun County, Michigan. And we're glad you found us here. There are a number of episodes. You're welcome to subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcasts. Just click the subscribe button. You'll be alerted when these episodes pop up. You're also welcome to check in at the Calhoun County website. And you'll see when those are there as well. Well, it's certainly true that when you pick up the phone, or even before you do, you want to be certain that if you were to dial, say, 911, that that connection is going to happen quickly and the response is going to be swift. And the person in Calhoun County who oversees that, along with his team, is Michael Armitage, He's the director of the Calhoun County Consolidated Dispatch Authority. Hello, Michael.
1: Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me today.
0: Well, thanks for doing what you do, because clearly this is something that gives a lot of us tremendous peace of mind, knowing that those three digits are connecting us quickly to emergency services. That's what you do.
1: Absolutely. Our team works really hard every day to make sure that that's exactly what happens.
0: It sounds simple. 911, we touch the buttons, we hit send, it goes through. And in some cases, of course, now with cellular technology, sometimes it does it for us. Our cars, some of our cars have emergency connections. All of this is something that you oversee to make sure that this works. It sounds like tremendous technology.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because going back to when 911 started back in the 1960s in the US, it really was simple. It was a copper-based phone system. Everybody had landlines. And really, when you call 911, it was a matter of that 911 call going through the landline system, going to a central office, and going to the local 911 center. But what's happened is, over the years, as cellular phones and apps and everything else have developed, it's become a much more complex system. And for a long time, Uh, especially, you know, late 1990s, 2000s, and even up until, you know, five, six years ago in Michigan, we were really struggling with how do we get all of these technologies to work on a copper-based system. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, and that's one of the, the things that, you know, in the last several years here in Calhoun County across, along with most of the other counties in the state, we've made that transition to next generation 911. So now our phone lines are no longer copper, but they're a redundant IP based system so that uh-huh. we can start getting that data that is so richly available in, in the communication ecosystem now.
0: yeah, I suppose the the centerpiece of information that you need to know when that call is made is where is this person And uh, on the old system it was pretty easy to yeah. to connect that but you you can imagine cell phones could be anywhere cars can be anywhere. This was what was at the crux of trying to figure out the new technology, I presume.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even today, when you call 911, our answer, the way we answer it is 911, what is the address of your emergency? Mm-hmm. We still to this day start with that because I, I think with all the technology, you know, talk about you order a pizza and they can figure out where you're at <laughs> uh, just off the app. That data still does not flow like you think it would into a 911 system. It's getting a lot better and we're making a lot of advancements, a lot better than it was just a couple of years ago. But still there's there's times when when we get a cell phone call to 911 and there's a big radius of where that call could be. So we don't necessarily know we might know the general location of where that call is, but that's why we go back to what's the address of that of the emergency, because we don't always know that information.
0: The folks with whom you work are tremendous in that they are often speaking to someone who's in the middle of a traumatic situation or an emergency of some kind, and they may not have the presence of mind to give information that is critical to their assistance getting to them. Those folks have to help work that out, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can think that most of our callers you can imagine are exactly that they're in some sort of a trauma state some sort of you know a ramped up emotional state because of the emergency that they're either encountering or witnessing so Mm -hmm. being able to you know really diffuse those calls and ask those pointed questions to be able to get the basic information that you know, it's just needed to to be able to accurately dispatch first responders to to the scene. And that's a big part of, of what we do. And honestly, it's very taxing. It's a taxing job. Our dispatchers work 12-hour shifts. And, you know, when you take those calls uh, for that long of a period, it is very taxing. And I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but that is one of the elements that we do work with our staff on is with mental health and training and all of those things because it's a hard job.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that. And 12-hour shifts. And I would imagine that sometimes the call volume could be one after another.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's some days, some hours where you just can't keep up. The phone doesn't stop ringing. There's, There's calls in the queue. It's just call after call after call. And then there's other periods where... We don't like to use the word "quiet," but you know we we do have lulls in it. It's not an evenly distributed workflow, and you know sometimes that's a blessing, and sometimes that's a curse. Right, right.
0: Because uh, if it's like anything else, which I suppose there are similarities, when there's a lull, you kind of relax, and and then you've got to get back into it when duty calls. I presume, and that can be a
1: challenge too. Yeah, absolutely. You're kind of switching from from one state of being kind of at a calm and relaxed to uh, a state of where the phones just don't stop ringing and you're you're really triaging those emergencies.
0: Well, hats off to you and your team that ride that wave a lot. We hear the word consolidated in all this. Let's talk a little bit about what that means. Calhoun County Consolidated Dispatch Authority. Give us a little understanding of what that's about.
1: About 14 years ago, there was a, a movement to consolidate the three dispatch centers into one. And the second piece being the word authority in our name being that we're our own independent agency that has governing board members from other municipalities that oversee our operations. So that's important because you know there's a couple of things that they looked at. And this is a, a trend. Calhoun was probably on the front end of this, but I was just having a conversation with other 91 directors yesterday. This is a trend that's happening across the state. There are dispatch centers across the state that are consolidating for a couple of reasons. And one of them, is the communication aspect, especially within a county. If something's happening in Marshall, it can affect what's happening for the Sheriff's Department. And what's happening in Battle Creek can have effects on what's happening in Emmett Township, for instance. And having a centralized communication center without having to transfer calls, transfer information, just makes sense in this kind of environment when it comes to efficient communication. The other piece that is an important aspect, and we've talked about the technology, And it's just an efficiency model of multiple communities trying to duplicate and have the resources that we can have if we put everything together. Hmm. We're a lot more efficient. We're able to do a lot more because we're not trying to do it in silos. We're trying to do it. We're doing it together and pulling all of our resources into one center instead of trying to divide it up into multiple.
0: Well, just think about the effectiveness of the communication point that you made a moment ago if an emergency call has come into a certain 911 that say the sheriff's department but yet this has a bearing on uh, a certain local police department if they weren't in the loop on that uh, imagine the extra time it would take to get them into the loop on that yet these consolidated dispatch authorities sometimes take time to get put together I, i'm recalling having worked Next door in Kalamazoo County it took them a long time to get that sorted out. These are complicated matters.
1: They are complicated um you know, and one of the big things is you know, communities want to make sure that if they go this route that they're still going to receive that service that they have expected, right? When you have individual 911 centers covering a smaller area, they want to make sure that they're still going to get the same amount of attention and focus and and service that they would have their own center, and it's a lot. It's you know, there's no doubt about it. And even in Calhoun County, I mean, this was talked about for years, if not decades, before it actually happened.
0: Yeah, same same kind of story. Yeah, no. but you got it done, and now it uh, it's a well oiled machine, right? Everybody's in the know when they need to be, and as you pointed out, you have uh, figured out. The technology, which I imagine still is evolving, but nevertheless, this is, as you've pointed out, a lot different.
1: It is. And my perspective, I came in about two and a half years ago. I really think the first 10 years was still trying to oil the machine of consolidation, right? Mm -hmm. So I was lucky to come into the, the agency at a point where we got that figured out. Now it's time to start that future thing. What's next? you know, one of the big things with our recent millage that was approved by the voters was the radio project. And now not thinking of 911, just as answering the phone within these four walls, but supporting that ecosystem of communications, meaning that, you know, we're going to take on the responsibility to make sure that the police officers, firefighters, EMS, all have radios that work, that they can talk to each other, Because one of the the, the things with consolidation is you're trying to mesh all these systems. So we still are dealing with police agencies that are on one radio system, fire departments that are on multiple different radio systems. Hmm. Now I look at it as consolidating that piece. We're going to bring all that communication between dispatch and our agencies and among our agencies onto one communication platform that's reliable and dependable. So it's looking now not just at... Receiving and dispatching a nine one one call, but how do we make the whole emergency communication ecosystem consolidated and and and, and even more reliable?
0: You talked about how this is becoming uh, the model in other places. Is there a uh, I don't know an association or a uh, uh, some kind of collaborative where you all share stories and talk about what's been working for you and learn from each other?
1: Yes, yeah, so there's a couple of associations uh, called NENA and APCO that are wide ranging for dispatchers all the way up to management. But in Michigan, we're actually very lucky to have and unique in that we have what's called the Michigan Communications Directors Association, MCDA. That is a group where all of us directors can meet and, and do exactly that, whether it be technology, staffing, what ideas do you have, what's working for you guys, what's not, what are you seeing? We have a forum. That is really where. You know, as far as upper management, it's a huge resource for us in Michigan. Yeah, it's
0: a way for you to talk about what uh, challenges you might be having or new ideas that have worked. And then you learn from one another, take those back to your respective locations.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really valuable, I think, for everybody.
0: So what else is ahead, Michael, as you talk about how you've sort of spent 10 years getting everything synced up here uh, do you dream about uh, better communications? I mean, wh- what's on your wish list?
1: Yeah, so right now we're in the midst of that radio project. We're building the radio towers this summer, um, and we'll have it fully deployed for police, fire, and EMS coming the first, first half of 2025. So that is going to be a huge advancement in the county uh, for all of our first responders. I can't stress enough how many radio communication issues and challenges we've had. It's just old technology. It's really, really, really dated analog technology. And this is going to make a huge difference for our first responders and dispatch and everybody involved in that. And, you know, looking ahead, we're working on those integrations now, too, With the apps, with all the data that's out there, one of the things that I would say we're we're leading the way on uh, when it comes from 9 to 911 centers is starting to integrate that data that's out there, and it's a partnership between the sheriff's department, Battle Creek uh, Police Department, and dispatch to purchase technology that's allowing us to integrate, let's for instance, uh, school cameras. So that if somebody calls 911 from a school, we're going to be able to see on a map where they're at and also what cameras are around them. So if we need to pull up that information, that 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 data, that real time data, we can get that. It's integrating things like body cam. So if there's an emergency with an officer, we can actually see their body cam live. Wow. So yeah, there's there's a lot that's on the horizon. And what seemed like it was really far away is it's starting to become reality here in Calhoun County, and we're working on implementing that system now, and it's going to be huge. And that was made part possible in part by a grant that the Sheriff's Department received for school safety.
0: I do recall uh, having had a conversation with the Sheriff about some of that, so that is, yeah. is ringing a bell. Well, that, that's tremendous, and uh, the, the progress that you've made is uh, really second now to... Some of the things you've just described, which are uh, tremendous integrations in in uh, communications and technology. So we'll look forward to some updates on that going forward. But once again, hats off to you and your team that uh, really make sure that when we touch those numbers, those three numbers, that you're there and ready to help. So thank you.
1: Yeah, but I will add if anybody accidentally touches those numbers. Oh, yeah. Please stay on the line. Uh, we, about a third of our calls are accidental calls now. With with it's so easy, it's a, it's a good thing that it's so easy to get a hold of us. But sometimes it's it's not. I've even done it accidentally. So anybody that accidentally calls that, you know, one we want to stress, stay on the line and uh, just let us know everything's okay.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that reminder, because that was really one of the other conversations we had some time ago was accidental nine one one. And it's your, your reflex is to hang it up. Oh no, I didn't mean to do that. And, and we don't want to take up resources that, uh, that might be waiting for a, a quote unquote real emergency. But as you're saying, uh, it's helpful to know what really is happening there. Even if it is a
1: mistake, it is very hard to, uh, to close that call out without it going through to us. So even if you think you're really quick on those reflexes, you're probably not quick enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good to know. So you, scrambling to hang up doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> Does that work?
0: No. Okay. Well, stay on the line then and let folks know you're okay if it was a mistake. Michael Armitage, Director of the Calhoun County
1: Consolidated Dispatch Authority. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.